looking for a podcast about nothing, then you are definitely in the right spot. Join Ross Peterson and Mark Charter each week as they discuss life, current events, and the things you are not allowed to talk about at work. Okay, hang on, because here we go. This is Ross and Mark, Jump the Shark. Jump the Shark is sponsored by Charterhouse Real Estate. Charterhouse can help you save thousands when you sell, and we can help you buy your next home as well. Google Charterhouse to see hundreds of great reviews or learn more about us at charterhouseiowa.com. Now here is the show. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. First of all, Ross. The yum yum sauce, that's mayo based. Well, duh. Who the you hell, just you just who the you hell just tried, dumb enough. You who just the, tried to convince KK to eat your yum yum sauce, and you <laughs> know that she hates mayo. <laughs> Didn't you say that her husband listens to this program? He does. No, don't say stuff like that. Ah, Ross at the office, you're trying to get Katie to taste his yum yum sauce. Well, she likes his yum yum sauce, so it's Stop all good. It. Why do you do that? Why are you the Why are you the way you are? Because God created me this way. <laughs> you sent. One yeah, what do you the, mean? Why am I the way I am? Why sent, are you the way you are? You sent one of the great texts I've ever. I like. I laughed out loud. I almost sent you a private text that said, "Man, that is that's the Mark Charter I know and love." When we were talking in a group text about what we're all going to do for school options this year, okay. and the idea of homeschooling came up, and you know the the typical uh, tropes of homeschooling sure. started to get mentioned, and Mark reaches out and says, "Hey." Look, what's wrong with homeschooling? I was homeschooled, and I turned out epic. Yeah. <laughs> I just was like, I mean, yeah, there's the mark I know and love. Do you refute that? I mean, no, I it seems, seems pretty obvious to me. <laughs> Own a business, a podcast. Going to listen to this thing, and he's going to be like, oh, I don't like that Ross trying to get my wife his yum-yum. No, I, we ate it, I ate at Teriyaki House. Yeah. Where Brecky turned me on to when we very first started up here. Yeah. First lunch I had as a Charterhouse employee was Teriyaki House, and I've had it probably... 15 times since. So I just stopped and got it. And then I brought it in and, and KK and, uh, and landing. were trying to figure out where they were going to go to lunch. They decided to, she, she didn't know what the yum yum sauce was. And I am a food idiot. I, I don't know if something's mayonnaise based. I don't know if I don't understand. I, like I'm, KK I'm a does. She's a mayonnaise detective. Well, we talked about this, right? That she doesn't like anything, any white sauce. Isn't that part of it? No. Well, I mean, she's... She, she, again, Don't be she gross. Be this isn't gross. No, yet, I'm just saying, if the, we're talking about a girl, we talked about this on the podcast, that if she goes to a restaurant, says no mayo, and they bring her something with mayo, it can literally cause tears. Yeah. So when, when we say she doesn't like mayo, I mean... She had a she visceral like reaction. Because I what I did mayo. was, I went and I said, hey, I still have some of my yum yum sauce in my container... Let me go get it, and you can look at it and tell me what it is. And I, I had that thing about a foot from her face, and she was like, oh, 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 She gave you a big oh. old stink face about it. She's I know. Like, of course, that's mayo-based. Oh. Speaking, uh, speaking of her, uh, her loved one, by the way, I uh, heard a new term today. We were talking about this. We do do work around here at the office. Uh, do, you know, do you know what a NARB is? A NARB, N-A-R-B? Is it a... Is it uh, is that an acronym for it's something? An, it's an acronym. Okay, N A R B. 
This is that. This is something that 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 men men have from time to time. Men have from time time to time. time, Yeah, a narb. We get narbs, and it goes away. Correct. Is it is it penile related? Correct. N A R B. Um, uh, nether region abnormalities <laughs> returning. Uh, the first word bi- is bi-weekly. The, the first That's word what is, it is. Uh, it's herpes. It's herpes. I just I, uh, nether uh, region uh, abnormality returning biweekly. You've got uh, Travis has uh, got the, got the herp. <laughs> Don't have him listen to this one, KK. No. Does what? he listen to it or do you bring it up? Uh, oh crap! What's uh, the what Ross? Is, we gotta start over. What's the? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a no apparent reason boner. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, I, he of course he knows I'm joking about the. Call him what? NRB. No reason. So, no reason. Bro. So this is something Joe and Jeff were both familiar with, though? They've heard that Yeah, so K, but KK asked Travis what, what he called it. It's NARB. I've ne- no oh, apparent reason. I, I thought this was something KK brought to the table here today. This is something well, that Travis Well, she had, gave us the information via her husband. I've never heard that, man, but that's a good, yeah. A no, NARB? A no reason boner, no apparent reason boner, a NARB. That's good. That's really good. So do you get a lot of them? Do you, are you a NARB man? Yes. Very. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Fortunately, yes. Yeah. Do you, have, do you have one right now? Not yet. <laughs> KK, yeah. will you open the door to get a breeze blowing through here? <laughs> Let's see if Are, it'll work. Yeah, I, I kind of, I guess, always have been, I guess. I don't know. It, it, the question is, does morning count? I said no. Why? Because that's just, that's, it's different category, in my opinion. Why? We're talking There's, about middle of the day. You're sitting there, you know, typing out an email, and you're like, "Oh, whoa, wait a minute, why is what, that what's happening?" happening? That yeah. that would be a no apparent reason boner, right? Morning is just there's whole reasons okay. for why we get them in the well, morning. Okay, then I will say I don't. So no apparent reason would not okay. qualify for morning because there is a reason. Then I'll say my nar- if that's your if that's the definition, then my narbs are not as frequent as I alluded to it initially because I was counting morning, morning wood. Yeah. Uh one of my best friends, Josh Alton, guy that uh, Brecky knows well because he plays softball with him and has known him. Josh used to do an entire bit about, he's a stand-up comedian, really funny guy. He used to do an entire bit about morning wood and, you know, how, what it is to deal with that and it was hilarious yeah. bit. Uh, so I guess if you're taking that off the table, which I wouldn't, I think there's no apparent reason for the morning wood. Josh says it's a piss boner that you just have to pee so bad that you're not necessarily, I, I, but, I, yeah. but, but we don't, I'm, I don't have WebMD pulled up, but I think there are some reasons that happens. Well, there's always reasons you get a boner. I mean, I mean, there's, but it's yeah. no apparent reason. I yeah. didn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a girl that is coming on to me. I don't even have anything sexual in front of me. Yeah. All of a sudden it's just like, uh Oh, yeah. here we go. So earlier yeah. today we were talking about the tuck and walk. Yeah. One of our workers here was reliving his eighth grade days where the teacher would call him to the front of the room mm-hmm. to do something on the blackboard and have to, you know, you kind of prop it upright, tuck yeah. it into the waistband and yep. hope nobody notices. Mm-hmm. Untuck your shirt. Untuck your shirt. Put your shoulders out forward a little bit. Yeah, so the, I was even doing so the walk. The, yeah, exactly. I was showing him we, the walk. Every guy knows exactly what yeah. we're talking about. There's nothing, there's nothing here <laughs> to look at. I don't have a boner. I don't have a narb. <laughs> no narbs here. 
Maybe this will liberate people, and from now on, they can just say it's just an arm. You know, don't uh, well, don't think anything was, of it. There was a uh, an SNL skit about this, or maybe it was one that got uh, that got bounced. But I feel like this was a Will Ferrell skit about having, you know, about we should all be more accepting of the male erection. Yeah. And you know, this was part of the thing that that uh, that creep Larry Nasser, the Michigan State doctor. Because he would get caught with boners. He, when oh, he was, and when he, he would was, just say it was natural. Yeah, he, he would just say, "Hey, guy, this is an issue I have, and I get these, I get these erections when I'm." Larry would say, "This I'm, is just a narb." Fondling your 15 year old daughter. Look, look away. It's just a narb. It's yeah. just a narb. So, KK's giving looks. Oh man, yeah. They, right then, that, that's I'd never heard that phrase. I'm kind of surprised to know it's as well known as you know. Well, I don't know if it like, is well known. I had well, not heard like of it. I had Katie, not heard of it either. If Travis gave it to Katie, Katie came in and Joe and, and Landing right away were both like, "Oh yeah, you mean the NRB," which was not a NARB though. The NRB was missing the A, so it was a slight difference. Slight difference. I think those are that's Boston Gardens, Boston Garden yeah. to me. You know, yeah. you're, you're yeah. missing one letter. It's okay. Yeah, I'd agree with you. So anyway, now it's going to be a phrase used around my house because why not? Well, Seton's a little young for that right now at nine. Yeah. Eli's a little young for that at ten. But I would say hold that keep that one in your back pocket for about the next three, four years, right? Yeah. And then that's when you, you go, uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh, noticing some narbs around here. I fear those days Dude. as a father. I really do. I fear them a lot more for my daughter, don't you? Uh <laughs> it depends on perspective, but yeah, I get where you're going with that one. The uh so we had well, it wasn't even a debate. We were going to weigh in on a, a, the topic of a of a nice sugary candy that we all like, Skittles. So a friend of ours posed this question, and you can weigh in on this, Ross, however you choose to. We had a friend that thought that Skittles that have orange, yellow, red, green, and purple. Those are the five colors. Okay. Even getting someone to name the five colors of Skittles is kind of hard. If you, I think if people you throw blues asked, in there. Yeah, if you'd asked me, I don't think I'd have come up so with that. So regular Skittles. So there's a theory that the Skittles themselves all have the exact same flavor. I've seen this floating around the internet the last couple of days or something. Yeah. And did, did, you, did and, you test it? And that allegedly the brain tricks you. It, yeah. it sees yellow, you think lemon. It sees orange, you think orange. You see red, you think strawberry, whatever that yeah. might be. Um, green, I guess, would be... Is it watermelon or green apple line? or something like that? And then grape would be purple, right? Or purple would be great. So, so we had a, we had a blind taste test here earlier and KK, you can join if you want to, because we're talking about you a lot today um, <laughs> or your husband. So KK said, and only KK could no F that they have flavors. So yeah. we, we blind taste tested with KK and she went Basically, four for four or five for five is irrelevant because you're down to one you haven't tried yet. But she nailed them. So, KK, and just were the flavors very distinct? I mean, like when you, was it, did you have to guess on them or was it like you come over here, KK. put the yellow in and you're like, oh my God, that's lemon? Uh, when I, here's, here's the deal. When I saw this thing pop up and it was like, the your brain tricks you, the Skittles all taste the same. There's a part of me that was like, holy cow, didn't know that. But yeah, it sounds right. Seems like that's probably what uh, what happens there. We're going to get KK set up here now. So I thought that was probably the case. I was like, yeah, I can I can see that. I was interested to come in. I was going to try it. Uh, I'm glad Katie did though because it seems like she's, you know, she needs some nice things in her life right now, right? She's been things just haven't been going her way for a long time here. 
Poor gal. <laughs> so don't AV. mind us. Yeah. Just doing a little AV work. Right, right. How were the uh, How were the Skittles? Were they good? Yeah. Sounds like it. Are you first of all? Are you a Skittles fan? Uh, I would never like choose Skittles. No, I don't. I'm a chocolate fan. Uh, I'm, if I'm doing candy, it's chocolate too. If uh, if I don't know if I've ever even tried Skittles one at a time. I feel like that's a candy that you eat a mini handful. A handful. Yeah, yeah. You eat four or five of them at one time, and so then it, yeah, that, you know, every bite kind of ends up tasting the same because. Well, did you did you say that John said they all taste the same? Correct. I said absolutely not. And and to be honest, when he said that, I thought to myself, yeah, that could be true. I did too. Because, I've, I've because I'm it. like you. I don't one-off them. I usually do several at the oh, same no. time. I, I never mix the colors. That's never. So do you Neurotic. eat multiple? Do you eat multiple of, like, like if you have a handful of Skittles, or do you just pour them out one at a time? Uh, usually I have, you know, several Skittles. And, and I'll then, eat the red, and then I'll that's eat the what yellow. I was ask. Okay. Then, yeah. See, she's right. a psycho. What are the odds of pouring out a pack of Skittles in your hand and getting one of each color? That feels like you should go buy a lottery ticket when that happens. And I've had that. Or you just reach in blind and pick out five and get one of each. I don't know if I've ever paid attention enough, Mark. I honestly, yeah, I, If you would have started this conversation by asking me how many colors there were, I wouldn't have known it was five. Okay. I think if you'd asked me what are the five colors, I probably wouldn't have come up with. You said there's not blue. Don't we have them on the wall? We don't have Skittles on the wall, do we? We do. Yeah, they're the uh, second one over. On the left. Oh, the okay. first one that's not empty. Well, oh, okay. So there's, did you say there's not blue? Because, God, from here, it looks like there's blue in no, there. No, purple. Oh, okay. That's the, now are. there's another middle Skittles. Different, different types. We're talking yeah. about. That's right. We have the, tro- okay, that's the other thing that gets us is the tropical. All right, let me ask right. KK a question about colors here to see, and if she can't get it, Ross, you'll, you'll go next. This is something that you see a lot of, but then you question yourself, do I know the colors? Okay. Okay, can you, can you picture the Olympic rings? Oh, my goodness. There's five of them. You see them every four years. Oh. It's just circles linked together. Red, what blue, are the five white, colors? and gold. Red, blue, white, and green. I would red, need, blue, I would, white. I, there's five. Five. Oh. Red, blue, white. Uh, Black and green. Go, green and gold and white. Red, Man, she said, red, she threw a lot of blue, information at me. Okay. Red, blue, white, green, red, red, blue. There's a yellow, or, or gold, right? Yellow, gold. Yeah. KK is not. KK is close, but she wasn't right. And is that last one black or white? I think I it's think white. It's, and I was thinking it was black. From left to right, it is blue, gold, black, green, red. So there's not even a yellow. Well, the oh, yellow is not the a white. Okay. No white. No white ring there. But again, that's something interesting that people <laughs> see all the time. Yeah. But don't necessarily know what colors are in there. Do you, do you remember what the significance mark is behind the five inner interlooping rings? It, it signifies something. I don't remember what it is. If it's It symbolizes the greed of the International <laughs> Olympic Committee. That's what it symbolizes, it's dude. The, it's the five fingers of greed. It's the stupidest to thing steal ever. your money. Yeah. By the way, KK, while we have you here, and you don't have to stay the whole time because you're already on your phone, um, do you want to? We, we do you want to defend anything that we said earlier about a narb or anything else? Because you can set the record straight if we butchered that in any way. No, I just Joe and Jeff were calling a like a boner that happens for no reason an NRB, and I'm like, I feel like my husband calls it something different, 
And so then I asked Travis what he called it, and he said he called it a narb, and I don't know. Man, no, I, I've missed I've missed something with my group of friends here. This is I mean, if I've not heard that term either, but I've Landon, never, and, I, and I've never had I've never had a single friend say I have an NRB. So that was well, this is what, all new to me today. That's I would, what I thought. I'm like, no, Joe's like, I don't think there's another name for it. And I'm like, I don't think it's an NRB, is what he says. Now, Ross, maybe we just missed out on this. We're both older. Travis is thirty. All three of these guys are from very different circles too. I mean, they don't they didn't grow up in in the same area code as one another yeah um so i guess i shouldn't say that where's travis from is he from carol carol okay so yeah they literally didn't grow up in the same area code as one He's another it's a good carol kemper catholic so the fact that all three of them and maybe it's something as an adult you know you hear that or maybe was it in a movie uh, will you ask know. travis where that comes from did he hear that from well we're asking him now travis i mean he already knows he's screwed he already heard Tra- like, travis, like yeah when i see you at the christmas party again this year uh <laughs> or baby, you know, maybe no, you're going to see him tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow, Travis, at the fish fry. Oh, yeah. it's epic tomorrow. We got, so that's, we oh got, man, we got a good day. I planned. can't wait to ask him about his boners tomorrow at the fish fry. My wife have is, to feed him my wife's going to be so excited. I'm going to have to feed him a couple beers before we come. So he isn't embarrassed. <laughs> uh, uh, just yelling in front of all the people uh, that are going to be there tomorrow. So, you know how we've tried to watch ourselves with, uh, our two, the newbies with the newbies. I'm gonna. I, I almost need to ask for that same courtesy tomorrow with my wife because oh. she is she's on the fence about a lot of the things that she sees from the. I bet the Charter House. Uh, I uh, bet. Uh, well, more the Vegas text group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the Charter House text group, I think, gives her the. She'll get used to it. Travis was that same way when he just didn't like. He's like, I can't believe that you guys talk about those things. People, Aaron, people that like, come different. Aaron's people that come from words. strict work cultures. Yep. Do not understand us. Aaron's Aaron works in words. the medical field. Like yeah, that right. is a very professional <laughs> right. corporate. Now here's the here's the the fun part. With our clients, we do the job. We get it done. We'll do it well, and they'll never see that side of us. We're talking about the inner office dialogue, the back you know, and forths. We are uh, much more liberal with how we can talk around here without being sent to HR. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So, but everybody that works here knows this. Yeah. They're, they're made aware. This is not. And it's fun. You have to it's think though, Ross, like everybody's spouses are going to be there tomorrow. So I would say it always is a little bit more clean, but it's never and fully kids. clean. And, and kids. And kids will be there yeah. tomorrow too. Right. A lot of kids. So no. it, it's only a matter of time before Bensie goes streaking on that water slide <laughs> I bought for tomorrow. Oh my gosh. You know, it's. Uh, he definitely <laughs> exceeds the weight limit. I, I don't know. These are big. These are big structures, Ross. You know what I'm talking about. So I got a, I got a big bouncy house. For tomorrow Dude. coming, and then I got a and then I got a big double lane water slide that ends up in a pool of water. So this is will be in the backyard tomorrow for oh, this thing. Dude, that's going to be a blast. And it's supposed to be like 180 degrees. Yeah. So I think it's going to get used. Eli will be done with baseball. Do you does he even play baseball tomorrow? He does not. Okay. That's why we're having so, this yeah, thing. Yeah, it's perfect uh, for us. So my kids will be asleep by four when our little party starts because <laughs> the thing arrives at nine. So they're going to be playing on that thing. Party all day on those. All all day. And I'm sure the neighborhood kids will come once they... Kids can smell inflatables in the air. Oh, yeah. It gives off an odor to the neighborhood. Well, you've got enough of a backyard exposure there, too, that, you know, you might get three blocks of kids that that? come swimming across a pond, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's exciting. Um, KK has agreed to take Audrey, her one-year-old, down the water slide, eight months pregnant. So that'll be be the highlight of the afternoon. Am I eight months pregnant or am I nine months pregnant? See, this is this is the dumbest thing I in the world because nine. everybody hears nine months. 
There's somebody walking. How in. long does it take for a baby to grow? Forty weeks. Nine nine week or nine months is what we hear, right? There was even a movie called Nine Months, right? I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Yeah. But, that was it a Hugh Grant? Uh yes. But right. what but then people say, Well, actually, it's ten months. And when you do the math, it probably is closer to ten months than it is nine well, months. It would probably really, if you wanna be super technical, wouldn't it depend on what months you're pregnant? Because some months have five weeks and some months have four weeks. And then you like to say, oh, and some only have three weeks. Well, because no, of February. Well, no, February's four, for sure. It's Every literally time. it's literally four weeks. Uh, it's but it's the 28 only, well, days. Yeah. But it's the only one that's four weeks. And then a pregnancy, the, the gestation is supposed to be, full gestation is 40 weeks, right, KK? Mm, yep. So that, if you... If you were to pile up 10 Februaries on top of each other, it's a 10-month pregnancy. No question. So then it's probably a nine-month pregnancy because there's enough months that have five weeks. Right, right. You get so those. it's two, uh, 280 days. Yeah. So 40 but, weeks times yeah, seven and days and a and week, and 280 the, days. And the 40 weeks, again, is ideal, and it's, uh, but it's not necessarily typical. I mean, so it's not it, 10 months because we know most, just looking at it. So if it's 280 days, which you could say it's 10 months, that means there's two months left. However, how many days are left in this year? There's still 85 days to make a full year, which is no two months are covering 85 days. So it isn't 10 full months. So nine months. Hence why we go with nine months. All right. Bottom line is you've got less than one month. The only, the before only. Before we're going to say Hello. Literally. To your probably baby. If, yeah, probably exactly a month. Because if I don't go by August 13th, I'll be induced. And if I get induced in the morning, I'll likely have a baby that day. But if I get induced at 7 o'clock at night, like I did the last time, yeah. I'll likely have a baby, which would be four weeks from today. You know, And what a shame. Do you realize KK could have had her baby at the Iowa State Fair? <laughs> Darn right. Um, I don't think I probably would have went. What? You would have, what? What are you talking about? You could have had a chance to deliver your baby on the Iowa State Fair. We could have. We could have been there on Yield Mill, my you favorite ride, going named, through the dark. Could have named like your baby Lee Township. The dirtiest, <laughs> most disgusting, horrible place to deliver. I have a perfect idea, KK. <laughs> Whenever I say I have a perfect idea, that means KK is going to say no, absolutely not. Just a preference. So here's my perfect idea. Last we talked, and I won't reveal these. You and Travis were kind of debating between names. The way to solve this would to put be to put out a Ross and Mark Twitter poll and get some oh, feedback do on that. these don't on do these that. names. No. no, that's what we should do. No, that's I'll jump in. That's a bad idea. Yeah, is I it is it because of the standard? Like I knew someone with that name and they ate their boogers. Yeah, is that you, why? You, know, you just don't even want to open it up to people, random people going, oh. Gertrude, that's a stupid name. That's my ex-wife's name. Right, she was a right. slut. She was slutting a bitch. And yeah, go ahead and name her Gertrude. I'll never like her. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I've heard stories of this. I'm sure Katie's heard stuff like this too, man. Where of like family members, where you know the 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 daughter will say, "Oh man, we're so excited. We're getting ready to have a baby. We've decided we're going to name him Clark." And somebody's like, Clark, like Griswold? That's stupid. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, then, and then the mom, who's pregnant and dealing with all sorts of other shit, all of a sudden is like, oh, my God, I can't name my baby Clark because Grandpa thinks it's a stupid yeah. name and Grandpa's about to die. And what if he's laying on his deathbed and he goes, it's I can't one of the reasons the baby Clark. It's one of the reasons we went with names that we, we did not know anyone else that had the names. Honestly, that was but, – but you guys, of all the people I could be on a podcast with, I'm with you – 
two who both named your daughters Audrey. So yeah. I don't know. I only know. I only personally know one Audrey and Tra- our two names that we have that I like one and he likes one. And I think we both are, we both are okay with the other one. It's not like we're on a huge disagreement. Um, I like yours better for the record. I'm just letting Travis know that. Well, yours he probably is, didn't know that better. I even told you. Well, I'm we not, a, I'm not, I'm not on people, here telling, though. I'm not on here telling it. It's fine. But I like yours better. It's better. But it's better neither, name. I don't know. I don't like, I know somebody who has a daughter named one of the names, but I'll never be friends with her yeah. or see her talk to her like that kind of it's more of an acquaintance and i don't know i don't think he knows anybody with either one of the names either here's what a, a weird one maybe like professional yeah. sports because there's always a first or a last name out there that and it's not neither one of our names are from that either my cousin sandy married a man named audie and when they had when we a U D I A U A U D I E. Okay. Um, when Aaron, we got pregnant about a month before Sandy got pregnant, and we knew pretty early on that we were going to name Audrey Audrey because Aaron Aaron's grandma's name was Audrey. My mom's name is Jean. These two women were kind of the really influential women, so her name is Audrey Jean Peterson. So we knew from the minute we knew it was a girl, this is going to be Audrey Jean, and we said it. This is we're going to have baby A. And my cousin came to Des Moines pregnant. We went to lunch down at Zombie Burger, and she's like, all right, we got to talk about this. I think I know what your baby's name is, and I think we're naming our baby the same thing. Ooh. And I'm like, there's no way uh, There's no way they're naming their baby Audrey with Audie in the house. And they they were there. So we have a cousin. My cousin's baby's name is Audrey Travis's also. first cousin named their baby Audrey yeah. five <laughs> months after. His first cousin, five months after so we so, had Audrey. So, so, so somebody cousin. that was well aware. My first, my first cousin. But oh, yeah, well aware. And then... It actually just recently got brought up. We seen them at a wedding, and they're like, "It like they were kind of awkward about it." And we don't see them a ton, so it's really it's not a big deal. I don't care, but I was just like, "What?" Yeah, at the time, did it bother you? Were like, "Oh, they like our name?" Yeah, no, it didn't, never really bothered me. I just kind of thought I knew because after we had Audrey, so we didn't tell anybody Audrey's name, and then we had her, and it's one of Travis's aunts. Um, daughter and his aunt had told us like oh I've always loved the name Audrey if I had another girl her name would have been Audrey and it was her daughter and I think they named her Audrey for basically their mom mm-hmm. so, my kids names are unique enough or if I heard someone else was going to name them I would assume they just ripped them off but I don't know that that would bother me man, I, I think that's a pretty egotistical thing to think that Somebody was like, oh, I want to be so much like Charter. I'm going to name my kids like it. Yeah, but you're stealing Seton. I mean, that's. I mean, like, Duke's pretty well known. Yeah, Duke's a well known one. And Seton. Do you know, so do you know anybody named Duke personally in your circle? No. A few dogs. Do you? A few dogs. Do you know Duke? Uh, one Duke. So it's unique. But she grew up in Nashville, and I'm so. And I'm guessing none of you know a Hollis. No. No. Or a Seton. There you yeah, go. I know one of each. I do know several dogs named Duke, to be honest. How many Rosses do you know? You know a lot of Rosses? A, a lot ton. of Rosses. A lot of Rosses? A okay. ton. I don't run into a lot of Rosses. 
you have one of those names that when you go to sell your house someday, you're for sure going to need a <laughs> same name affidavit same name affidavit because there's going to be a lot of Ross Petersons. Yeah. So when the bad stuff comes up on Ross Peterson, you guys say, that's not me. Well, I didn't do it. Yeah, well, that, the last part's true. They got the wrong guy. <laughs> that part might not be. Yeah. So <laughs> this is the lesson we give for any of you that have not had children yet, especially if you have a last name like Smith, Johnson, uh, what would be some good ones? What, what are the uh, most common Lee, names? Lee's a big one. Jones. Johnson, you any, said. Any of those. So when yeah. you combine it, so your name's Jones. We're like, we're going to name our kid Mike. We're going to name him uh, Bob. Like common names. Those come up a lot. They can cause problems on title searches when those names come up and they're not you. So then mm. we got to find. It's a pretty easy fix. And it's the dumbest fix in the world. Because when we have this problem, we, we drop an affidavit and then you get to get somebody that you know, like a neighbor, that signs the Ross Peterson you're talking about is not this Ross Peterson. Yeah. And they do that knowing nothing about what we're asking them to sign. <laughs> they haven't seen the items that we're talking about. They don't even know what it is. There's like, it can't be that guy. I'm like, uh, are you sure you know Ross as well as you think you do? Because maybe it is him. So it's one of those types of things. So... Avoid the common names. Moral, moral of the story. So I was going to ask you, Ross, uh, not to steal other people's content, but we have no shame on this show at all. Um, and KK's eating, by the way. So you, you, you don't even need to join this part, KK. I want to ask Ross about a baseball movie. Um, so yesterday on Murph and Andy, they replayed their podcast. Um, I don't know if you heard that, but they were replaying their Field of Dreams uh, movie okay. pod. Yep, I did not hear it. That they did. Now, you and I are huge baseball fans. And obviously, they're playing a game there this year. Um, we've talked about whether or not you're going to go or not. That's to be to be determined at this point. But I wanted your take on that specific movie. we got a lot of sports fans that listen to this. Now, they do an hour's worth. We're not going to do that. We'll do Cliff's Notes versions. Um, but it's such... It, the movie covers a lot. Mm-hmm. It covers baseball. It covers father-son relationships it covers um career choice life career choice yep. the 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 moonlight graham saga inside Graham is an amazing character that yeah. obviously it's got a great speech in it um there's just a ton and and of course i think as an iowan we take maybe not pride in that movie but it just feels like ours yeah, there's certainly some ownership in it. We, I mean, we went there when we were kids. I think, Mark, also for guys like you and I, that time frame that it came out, we were 10 years old when that movie came out. I mean, yeah. that's a really impactful age. And things that happen when you're 10 to 12, 13, 14, those are the things that yeah. you love for the rest of your life. Now, and that is a movie that I have no recollection of where I first saw it. I doubt oh, it was not, the theater. Yeah, probably not the theater. I remember renting it a lot from Video Source in Pleasant Hill yeah. and, and, and watching that movie in my basement over and over and over with my family. Everybody in our family loved it because we were a huge baseball family. It was Iowa. It was all those things that you talked about. You know, it was I. you and I have... We're very fortunate to have good relationships with our dads, to have really strong father figures in our lives. And so, not only that, but relationships that were based in baseball. That too. A but, lot, especially so, for me. That, and that's a, good, that's a good segue, Mark, because I was going to say it's, it was hard for me to relate to that part of the story where the dad and the son didn't get along because that was just something that I was like, well, why do you not like your dad? How is that, how is that a thing? 
Um, and then, but the baseball connection of it was something that I could, that brought it back, you know, home to me. I love that movie. It is, I just, it's a movie that if it's on, you're watching any time of that movie. And if I could actually, if I could pick a time to actually flick that movie on, the weird part to me that is, has always been my favorite sequence of scenes is when Joe Jackson first shows up on the field. Yep. The, the Kevin Costner's character is just getting ready to give up on this dream. He's just getting ready to, to plow up the field and go, go back to corn. And all of a sudden, there's a figure standing out in left field. And he goes out there. They don't say a word to each other. He just picks up the ball, picks up that bag of baseballs from the canvas bag. We had a canvas bag of baseballs when I was a kid. Okay. We'd go to the park, and you'd hit balls with a wooden bat, and it's that sound. It's it, that, that sound of the crickets chirping, the crack of the bat, the ball hitting the glove. You can hear the whoosh of the arms and the uniform. Like, that, to, that's, that was my childhood. That was Purity. What, purity. That's it. And it's, it, that's my favorite little part of that until the Moonlight Graham thing. Okay. Yeah. So you would think it's one of those things that's universally loved, and I just happened to be doing some Googling. There's an article on NBC Sports. It's written by a guy named Craig Calcaterra. This was in 2017. The title of his article is Field of Dreams is Absolutely Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so he talks about how he saw it as a kid, didn't like it, saw it 15 years later, didn't like it, says, sorry, it's still terrible. It's even worse than I remembered it being, and it's, and it's not just bad, it's aggressively bad, bordering on insulting. <laughs> That's this guy's take on it. Uh, first impressions are really hard to change, man. Um, all right, here we go. So, what, what? take it, take it all together. The message is pretty clear. He's got four things that he he pinpoints here. Okay, kids have an obligation to please their parents, but parents have no obligation to allow their kids to find their own path in life. What? Then he says the fixations of a young man in 1919 are super important and must be honored, even if it literally requires moving heaven and earth. Okay, and then it says, the fixations of a young man or an older writer in 1969 were silly and can and should be repudiated, apologized for, and in some instances repented for. And then it says, the last one, no matter how bad wow. things get, they can best be fixed by looking backward in time and, if necessary, retreating into the past. Oh, and if we can make 20 bucks a pop off others doing the same, all the better. Wow. I, that's a guy that he, the good job getting clicks, man. That's a dude that uh, found a, a, a unique angle on an article. Now, did it bother you at all, or the, based on the fact this is funny when people say, "Oh, this bothers me." Shoeless Joe Jackson, in real life, batted left-handed. Okay, Ray Liotta hits right-handed. Ray Liotta hits right-handed. So people, like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Shoeless Joe Jackson, that's not true to life. I mean, what are you doing out there? Meanwhile, you've got ghosts walking out of cornfields. <laughs> We're going to look past that part and focus on how uh, Shoeless Joe is... Uh, I'm going to turn Burt Lancaster into a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. And then have him step over the gravel and turn into a, the 85-year-old man again. And then people say, do you notice how he grows like eight inches too between when he's uh, Frank, yeah. Frank Whaley, the young actor, and then Burt Lancaster is considerably taller? Than him, he uh, hit a gr growth spurt in his late 20s, I guess. So, I don't know. I look at it, and the movie is incredibly sentimental. Yeah. The music swells at the end. Does their dad, you want to have a catch? Um, that's the other thing that's debatable. 
Dad, do you want to play catch? Dad, do you want to have a yeah, catch? Yeah, I've heard. And it, did Murphy and Andy break down how I that didn't line, get to that yesterday? How that I line think they do because I heard that podcast before. I was out of the car before they did it, so I don't know what they said. There is an explanation for it, and I don't remember exactly what it what it was. Whether it was Costner, or, or I, th- I think even that Costner, because Costner's a baseball guy. I mean, and yeah. I believe he tried to fight it at one point, and even say like, "Hey, the line should be, can we play catch?" And and they. They held on to it and said, no, no, no. So with you and Eli, is it, do you want to go play catch? Yes. Never, do you want to have a catch? I won't say never. Uh, th- that phrase has slipped out of my tongue before. Okay. And, and I, every time it does, I realize like, oh, wow, where did that, that's weird that Field of Dreams has had that sort of impact that it changed that. It do, it's 95% of the time I go play catch. I have absolutely said, hey, you want to go have catch? Yeah. And you go, oh, that just sounds weird. What? Yeah, right. Why did I say that? That sounds stupid. So uh, the famous speech by James Earl Jones in this movie makes you feel what? Oh, man. It, it makes me feel home. It makes me feel comfortable. It's, uh, Mark, I, I've talked to you about this. And I, I just said it here. Baseball was so special to me when I was a kid. We grew up across the street from the park. My my bedroom windows were open, and the sounds of baseball poured into my bedroom every night. And I went to bed to the the sound of those lights humming from the big field, and mm-hmm. then cast shadows into my room. And we'd spend every my dad was the president of the league. We'd spend every night up there picking up bases, dragging fields, you know, playing on the sand pile with all like. Baseball was so important in our life, and that that part of that speech, particularly, lays out all of those things about baseball. Why it's such a neat thing, and it misses even. It even leaves a few things out. I mean, I get I love baseball. I get really romantic about it, and that speech really drives home a lot of those things. And it that talks I feel about. about how baseball has been the constant. Yep, that's the point of the speech. A lot has changed. It's been the constant. One thing that I reminded of when I hear that speech, if you want what I would say is the modern day equivalent or the closest you're going to get is when you go and you could go to a high school field if you wanted to. But when the I Cubs are playing a Tuesday afternoon game, the crowd is much lighter than it's going to be for a night game. Literally a few hundred people. And it's 12.05 start and you're sitting there in the sun and it's just kind of a peaceful mm-hmm. feeling. The sounds, all of that, the foods, the smells of the ballpark, that's what that speech is mm-hmm. for me. It's just kind of like a pause. You and I have talked about that we have this similar experience from when we were kids. We probably ran around together underneath the bleachers at Principal or Sec Taylor balls. Stadium. Yeah, and didn't, even, and didn't even know it. Back when it was a dump. And it, it was a dump, but you know what? It was our dump, right? And it was, and when I hear that speech, Mark, that's, or when I go down to uh, that 12.05 game that you're talking about, and there's the 500 people, and you can hear the ball, you can hear the pops and the, and the cracks, that yeah, that speech takes me back to 1988, and standing on those wooden bleachers, looking for broken bats and finding dollar bills under the bleachers and scrounging for foul balls in the parking lot, and, yeah. I, and loved it. Loved it. I love that movie, and I do think that the one it's one of those movies that you can you can talk about a lot of the different messages in it that are that are there. You know, not giving up on your dreams, believing in yourself. 
One of the coolest ones to me is the Burt Lancaster Moonlight Graham. Who's the other actor you said the young kid? Frank Whaley. Would never know that. That to me is such a cool part of that movie that this guy says, now look, it, I could have been, I, yeah, yeah, I could have gotten that at bat and that would have been great. And really, what would have been, what's really cool is what I did. Became a doctor. Yeah. And, uh, and, In the movie. And yeah. what if I hadn't, I, just, I feel like that is a big thing of life too, where we yes. all have regrets and we all, everybody looks and thinks that the grass is greener. Everybody does it, man. I, one of my favorite interviews ever was with Bobby Hansen, Iowa's color guy. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Hansen was on the Bulls with Michael Jordan. Man, this dude won an NBA title playing with one of the greatest, ba- with the greatest basketball player of all time. And talking to him about that, geez, talking to him My about, bad. like, what was that like? That, that seems to me, as a kid that wanted to be an athlete, that seems like a dream come true. Oh, geez, what's happening now? Unbelievable. Well, we're trying to turn the TV on, but I don't, Jeff, there's a remote. I literally don't know how to turn direct TV on. We'll figure it out. Goodness. All right. Ross. Continue. Unbelievable. We'll figure it out. We figuring it out? He's not going to figure it out. He's on the inputs. Landing's going to screw this. We only, we only have three TVs here in the office, so <laughs> right. we're screwed. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what I was saying. What I was, was, I was waxing loquacious about something. I'm not even sure what it was now. So speaking of, uh, if, if it comes back to you, fire away. But speaking of uh, going back to your roots, there's a cool opportunity right now. I don't know if you've been to the theater recently. But the theaters have no new shit to show right now, <laughs> right. right? So they're showing old stuff. So I took Seton and four of his friends to Back to the Future. Did they love it? I think so. Oh, that's not good. You know, I think so. <laughs> I mean, no, here's the thing, though. At that age, at nine, did it hold their attention? Yes. Yes. Were they like, that's the coolest movie I've ever seen? No, but I liked it. I'm a big fan of that movie. And I got four or five nine-year-olds to hold still during the movie. But there's a bunch of that stuff in theaters all around the metro now. Um, I, I took Eli to Goonies a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yep. Loved it. See, now this is where KK, who's back, she finished her lunch. Like, what's nostalgia? She's 26 years old. So nostalgia for her is... Well, she's still a kid. 14, what was 14 years ago? What was happening in 2005? Who knows, man? Here's the thing. I didn't watch TV or movies. Yeah, but it doesn't, yeah, it, can, it doesn't have to be TVs or movies. You probably, and there's nostalgia with your life about the toys you played with or, um, because I was trying to think, what were the, there, was a, there were those little keychain animals that you used to play with. Uh, so the, those are a little older than me. My sister had, Okay. what are they, not a Magachi. Yeah, that's something like that. You're right, though. T- yeah, Tugachi? Uh, no, pet or a. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Do a you, pocket. Yeah, yeah, and you, you had to like, yeah, it, sound, it sounds bad. No. But, uh, I Tom, know Tom, Maga- about Tom that. Magachi? Tamagotchi? We'll go with that. I don't yeah. know. We'll go with that. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, there's things like that from your life that are nostalgia. It's like this when we had Jay on, man. That was a fun conversation talking about all that different stuff. Did you have a favorite toy or something growing up, though? I was obsessed with baby dolls. Just any? Did no, you have, was, I had two baby dolls. Now, when you say baby dolls, do you just mean the generic dolls, or was that like a brand? No, just like, yeah. uh, so I had a bitty baby, um, which is what my mom got Audrey for her first birthday. Yeah. She got her her own bitty baby. Bought a baby, bitty baby, and then what I called my floppy baby, which was just like bought from Walmart. 
Bada bitty baby. A floppy baby. Its arms and its legs were really floppy. <laughs> like it was like weighted. It had like beans in it. So it's kind of a heavy baby doll. Yeah. But I had to have everything real for my baby doll. So like I needed real pacifiers, real bottles, real baby clothes. I didn't want the fake. Oh, wow. I wanted a real car seat, a real stroller. This is a girl that knew very early she wanted to grow up and be a mom. Just Some girls do. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd say I'd say my Audrey's that way. She's always has babies. She's always tucking them in. It, it, yeah, she's always worried about if her babies are sleeping or where they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I love it. KK is interesting though. I don't know many people that are like this. It's funny because you said this the other day, which made no sense to me. When I say, if I were to say, KK, what's your favorite TV show? The answer would probably be, I don't have one. What's your favorite movie? I don't have one. Like, you'll sit at home by yourself and not turn the TV on. A lot of people will just want the TV on for for sound and all that. So she's always said, I don't have, I don't really like TV. I don't really like movies. But the other day, you said you like going to the movie theater, which struck me as odd. I liked it as a kid. But now you're like, just for the popcorn and stuff. Yeah. Just like, and you know, like if my mom took me to a movie, she knew that I was going to like it. And I went, and when I was in middle school, something to do. But yeah, I liked going to the movie theater and getting popcorn and pop. When was the last time you were at the theater? Probably sometime with Charter House. When was the last when time you we... were When you were a kid. Oh, we, when we got that award. That was the last time we went. When you yeah. were a oh, kid, yeah. were you, was it a, did you guys ever come to Des Moines to go to the, the like, was it a big deal to come to Des Moines to go to a bigger movie theater? No, my mom brought us to the Copper Creek yeah. and the one on, um, oh, Hickman. Uh, Ross would know. I don't. The theater on Hickman. On Hickman, like 86th and Hickman. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wind Song. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or was wow, that that's co- a haul from, holy cow. Yeah, sometimes we'd go to those. Did Knoxville has a theater, though, doesn't yeah, it? Knoxville yeah, Knoxville had yeah. a theater. It's like, uh, is it on the... There's not really a town square in Knoxville. Yeah, no, there is. It is on the square. Is it on the square? Yep. See, that's something I, I showed my kids the other day. We went to the baseball tournament in Oskaloosa. Yeah. Showed them a town square. Oskaloosa has a real town square. We have a real town square in Knoxville. See, growing up in Ames, we don't. We have a main street, mm-hmm. but we did not have that. It just seems like it's something that's reserved for certain sized towns in Iowa, but they're kind of, that makes me nostalgic, dude. Back This was a different era. Back when you'd gather in the Times Square or Town Square, I'm sure they still do. We do that RVTV, which I've been on with. Uh, yeah, that's what we do. Is you yeah. go to a Town Square and they have a party and everybody shows up. Yeah, God, we were at the Knoxville Town Square a couple of years ago. I'm thinking we were. Yeah, um, yeah and it, 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 there's definitely a nostalgia that comes with that. I used man, one of my favorite things to do was the tractor ride when I was at WHO. Yeah, we would go out and do like a rag bright type thing with tractors, um, and it that was we'd go from town to town to town to town. 13 miles an hour and it was so much fun it was a real throwback to a lot of stuff nice we had living windows every year and Knoxville was fun it was in the it was in the winter it was like Christmassy but everybody in the town square would decorate their windows it would be a like a theme yeah and um that was fun there'd be like free hot chocolate and there's you know horse rides carriage rides you see the reindeer I did not grow up with that it's uh, it's the the downside, I guess. Bitter cold. Pleasant Hill was interesting because we were it, the the town motto for a long time was where the city meets the country, because you had Des Moines across the Four Mile Creek, and then if you went east of town, you had Runnels, which yep. is essentially country. I mean, you're yeah. rural Iowa, three minutes from Des Moines. Um, so yeah, we got a little bit. We got to. I mean, you got to. 
I didn't get to experience that, what Katie's talking about. But I, I knew those things existed, well, and we'd go, Hill go just, down there and see them and things like that. Isn't it a little bit bigger? Yeah, when I was a kid, it was it was just a suburb. I mean, it was might as well have been Clive or Windsor Heights. It was yeah. just a name, name for an area. So yeah. you, you guys have been here. I have not. So I went to Pella for the first time in my life uh, last weekend. And my question is, is the Tulip Festival like in that middle? Yes, it is. That's where it is. Yep. It's got like a big like archway thing that you can walk under. Yep. Okay. And my and my the, wife, by, my wife didn't know either, and like, well, I don't know where. It, I, I would say the Tulip Festival is is not quite like town wide. That'd be an exaggeration. Yeah, but it is not necessarily contained to one little area. No, so, but I would say mostly. Yeah, there's if there's, you go the to downtown Pella to go to Tulip Time, you go to the square. Yeah. There's food trucks and vendors and. You know, yep. it's kind of like a mini state fair. The other yep. thing I realized, yep. and I should have known this because I did a year at Northwestern College in Orange City, which is a lot like Pella. Very much. Everything's closed. We were there on a Sunday. Dude, you Smoky, to- Smoky Row was open. I did not know you went to Northwest. Northwestern. Well, Orange City. I didn't, Orange City. Yeah, they, they charge you by the letter. I didn't first, year, first year. Yeah. Played wow. Fo- played football, ran track. Look at the- you. Did you fail? College athlete. Uh, true story. My... Um, so I realized it was not for me. Um, the college had less people than Ames High had, yeah. so it's smaller. Um, but I went to – the listeners of this program can decide if they think I'm smart or not. I think I figured out life pretty much for the most part at this juncture. But my grade point average, my first semester at Northwestern, was 1.125. We're really, uh, we're really striving in the classroom, huh? Didn't care. Yeah. I was there to play football and run track and thought I would just kind of figure it out as I went. Didn't study, didn't turn things in. And uh, Interesting community, Orange City is. Very much so. It, because when you say very it's small. like Pella, and isn't it also, is it is it a dry community? Or is it dry at certain? Yes, I think it was Okay, at the time. Uh, um, th- there's a religious, is it Dutch Reform? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um. Man. A lot of people live there that's names start with V's. That's how yeah. you know when you're in a Dutch community. Van Vandervanden. Yeah. Vander yeah. Vander Van Linden, Vandervelde, Van like tons and tons of those those types of names. So it's interesting. The best thing about uh Seton being in baseball is these travel tournaments. I've been getting to places I've never been before. Prairie City and Oskaloosa. Dude, and what Pella kind of, but these are not places that should have been like off you've been to Dyersville, haven't you? I have. I did so I did go the there. Yeah. You definitely should have been to Pella by now. Like, There's no reason other than a, a flower festival, which is a boy. I don't care about that. Pella's a neat community. They have a nice golf course. It, they do. They have a beautiful. And if golf I want course. a if I want a Dutch letter, I can go to a bakery and get a Dutch it, letter. It don't, it's not, it's not the same. And you and you shouldn't. You can't. You can't knock it until you've actually been in Pella. So I had a bite off. the other day. And so I'm not a, I don't like Dutch letters. I don't, I don't like them. So either. what I heard, and I don't know if this is true, we ended up eating at Smoky Row, which was one of the only places open in Pella the other day. But we were told Smoky Row's Dutch letters are from the bakery. They probably are. Probably. So we probably had They're the Dutch not, letter. Yeah, we probably did. They weren't made fresh that day. Yeah, yeah. And so, because most of the people in Pella, I mean, it's kind of like uh, you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. It's kind of like the scone. Okay. You know what I mean? If if everybody knows that the that where the good scones are and yeah. you just can't fake it. You bring in a fake scone, everybody in town's gonna know. Yep. So how far is Knoxville from Pella? I know they're kinda close. Fifteen minutes. Okay, so when growing up in Knoxville was like 
go in a Pella normal thing? Would you go there for reasons or do you it, stick to Knoxville? I mean, we stuck to Knoxville for most things. Growing up, we, Pella had a water park and we went to the doctor in Pella until Pella opened a clinic in Knoxville and then we went to that one. But Pella wasn't an abnormal thing for us. My parents both work, worked and work in Pella and, you know, have friends there. So, yeah. no, it wasn't abnormal. But I wouldn't say, you know, we went to Knoxville to do our grocery shopping most of the time. And so we Knoxville, had, we had people call into our show one day. We were talking about Pella. I don't remember how it got brought up. And all of a sudden, the phone lines, we took like five or six phone calls with people that told us stories about Pella. Like, and I've, I, I, I want to preface this. I've never had a bad experience in the community. I've always loved it. Some of my best friends, my best friend in the world went to Central and wrestled. My buddy Jeff Bruno, uh, Jeff Bruning Bruno from Full Court yep. Press went to Central. I think it's a wonderful community. We took like five or six phone calls from people that were like, it's an impossible click to get into. Yeah, and it's, you, very, it's very uppity. Yep. It, like the, like Interesting. The, one lady called in and said that her and her husband had moved from like uh, wherever, out of the state, and they moved to Pella. And she thought it was lovely. They were absolutely blown away. Thought the place was beautiful. She was at the store like the first week that they moved in. This lady came up and introduced herself, knew that she was uh, new in town. And the first question she asked her was what church they were plan they planned on attending. Uh, yeah. And yeah. when she told her, the woman basically it was apparently the wrong answer. And she's like, and that she that was, was it. She was my friend for about 10 seconds until I told her which oh, wow. church we planned on attending. And their last name is like own. The last thing was like O'Rourke or something. It was very Irish. Yeah. And she felt like that was a part of it. Again, I'm not, these are assertions other people were making about yep. Bella, yep. but I, I know that's something that's been around. Yeah, it's pretty uppity. It's a, it's a ritzy town. So it's, hmm. it's expensive to live in Pella. Like so, Nate was just saying that the other day, cause he's helping somebody buy a house in Pella and he's like, okay. these houses are expensive. And I'm like, yeah, it's interesting. Very similar to like Ankeny or Waukee. Or, I did not know that. So if I make my way to Knoxville, by the way, so KK's worked for me for four years. I've known she's from Knoxville. I've never been to Knoxville my life. I've never been to the racetrack. Uh, crazy to me. There. Yeah. So if I make the Knoxville tour, Dude, just so I know, what do I actually have to see? I mean, basically, you just need to go to the races. Here's what we do. The, I, the I, Dingus. Seriously, here's what we do. Yeah, we go to Dingus and we go to the races. Because we've picked on, we've, we've, we, we were having fun at Travis's expense earlier, so yeah. here's something we should do. We go down there, we hit slideways which is a, a go-kart track on the north side of town between the lake and, and the track. And it's, it, it is a sprint car replica type of go-kart Is go -kart it like track. indoor outdoor? It's an outdoor track. It's an oval track. It's high banked and it's slicked concrete. So you can slide around and okay. it mimics that dirt Sounds action. Sounds fun. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's fun. not. It's not, pretty popular. Yeah, they're not fast, but that's not. Sprint cars are yeah. more about maneuvering around the track. Okay. So it's really fun. Then we go down and we get a couple beers at Dingus, hang out there for a little while, go over to the races, have a fun night at the races, go to my brother-in-law's house, hang out in the garage for a while, and then we come home. We're going to meet a few uh, pit lizards, too. I learned that term no, from KK. No, you don't want to meet pit lizards. You just want somebody to point them out to you. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Yeah, so. I, I, I asked KK once if then. she was a pit lizard, and she said no, she was not. Did she get a look on her face like when I gave her that mayonnaise cup? She <laughs> did, if I recall right. Over. If I recall right, yes, yeah. she she did not find that term to that be is fitting a, of dude, herself. It's a very real thing. I mean, I'm sure there's thing. some people out there that would argue differently. Maybe said that I was a pit lizard, but well, I don't really think I was. When so. I worked at the track at the honest. fairgrounds, and I've worked at a couple different tracks in my life, but the fairgrounds was wild. It was fun. 
We had a couple of trophy girls that were gorgeous. I mean, knockout beautiful. Yep. Nine and ten on the scale mm-hmm. in any given night. And and one of them was single. And one of and that particular girl was just a total knockout. We know this is one of our buddy's uh, ex-wife's sisters. Okay. I know you're talking about. She could have dated any guy that I know. Beautiful girl. She dated the dude that was the cone puller in turn four of the track. <laughs> the guy that stood there with the rope in his hand. And as the cars went by, he'd pull the rope and pull the cone in so that they knew where the starting line was. Did you notice that his nickname was also John Holmes? And that explains. <laughs> that could be. It was something like that. He was, good. Why, he was why a good-looking guy. It was just one of those things. It was like, man, the track is a special place. So basically, Knoxville is just the track. I need to figure out uh, just how to get to the track. So there you go. We, Mark, I really, I'd love to go down there with you sometime. That'd be, uh, that'd be a fun trip. The slideways is a lot of fun. Dingus is an experience all its own. I mean, they, do they? Is it open now? Like, are they doing yeah. races? Yeah, they're doing. They're having. Uh, I think half capacity is what they're allowed. Which on a normal night they don't get to that anyway. No. Not even Can we stop by KK's parents' house for some dinner? I know your parents cook up some good food. Mark, That'd be nice. Here's the thing: if you go, I down, need to see where you grew up. Mark I want to see that. I want to see this house that I've heard about and this patio that they spend all their time working on. And you know, don't don't give me looks like that. You know, they built a patio. It's not. It's not a patio. Well, what, what is what it? What the frick do they call it? Their um, it's a patio. No, it's not. It's got brick and pergolas and fun stuff it's a spot to be it's outside not a pergola mm. uh, i've never seen it <laughs> okay explain uh, to me what a per they have a pergola on one of their decks they have two a, decks a pergola is an arched wood structure yeah. that's slatted this normally ha- it doesn't have a roof this has a legit roof and more like the, a gazebo you know it's like a what the frick do they call it I don't know. Just narb. I'll think it's about their narb it. area. Yeah, the narb room. That's what they call it. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 the narb area. I'm gonna have to mention that. To, I'm, I, I'm gonna have to bring this up to a few different guys. See if. So, do you know what a narb is? Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm. The fact that three different guys would be like, yeah, that's. Oh, we don't have any. That's the thing. Oh yes, we do. Um. <laughs> Jeff's getting garbage packs. Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate the help. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what it's called either, but I, it's an outdoor area where friends can gather. Patio. That's what it's called. Yeah. No, it, but they, like, it's a... Deck? No. Mm-mm. It's ba- Yeah. Porch. It's, they call it a porch. No. Mm. It's called a... The yard? I text my mom. <laughs> Out no. back? A solarium? Hey. Down, down I'm, be- like, down thinking below. about it so hard that I can't think of it. Well, we can't end the show. What until do we, we get call the What so. was your text that you sent your mom says? What I do said, you what call? What do you and dad call the outdoor area? They call it something. What the flip do they call it? I don't know. I'm hoping. How your far is your How far is your house from the track? Did you say pergola? It's not a pergola. No, no, pergola was the thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah, it's not a pergola. Yeah. How far is your house from the track? Uh, yeah. five minutes. Close. All right. Well, Damn. probably like six minutes because we're five miles just north of town. So you're That's right by sideways. Uh, no, we're slideways is like one mile outside okay. of town. We're about five miles, so we're just on the other side. Can of you hear the races bridge. from your house? Well, the cars are revving. You can if the wind is right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Pavilion. Oh duh, pavilion. We should have come up with that. We should have been thinking about UCLA. How in the hell have we not come? 
So okay, I mean, fine. Here's the plan. Ross is gonna Ross is gonna find a date. We're gonna go down. We're gonna do some slideways. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're gonna head to Dingus. We're gonna head to Joe and Michelle Kindle's house for some grub. They cook it up real nice. Here's we're gonna thing. hang out on the pavilion. I got it. We gotta set your then, expectations. And then here. we'll go to the races, and then we'll get some drinks. We've already you've already screwed this up because your expectations of what a night of racing are are already off because you eat you, at the racetrack. Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't do dinner at somebody's house and then incorporate all those other well, things. Well, I don't know because if it's a late night of racing, there's a lot of times I eat dinner That's at my true. parents' house Mark and, I go and watch, I still get nauseous. Mark doesn't want to watch time trials or heat races. Darn right I don't. You Whatever that see, means. <laughs> you just want to see the the race for the gold, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Show me the one race that matters. 100%. If we take Mark to the time trials and the heat races, he's going to he's just not going to understand. He's going to be pissed off, think it's so stupid. Yeah. Because they're going to be going like, you know, doing their one, one car lap. at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And we like when we go, we wear polos and chinos, right? That's that's the attire there at the racetrack. Uh, working. Yeah, we're, absolutely. We're, here, maybe it is a good idea to stop at Kate Kay's house before because then we could we could bring clothes and dress you before you go to the track. All you need to tell me is jorts. That's all I need to know. I can make some. I don't own any. You can wear and get your out some scissors. Listen, pants, but you need to. Ha- don't wear a pull you know, like normal t-shirt or race t-shirt is what most people Tru- trucker wear. hat got one of those i'm good to you, go i think you will be surprised at what because your if your image is it's going to be a bunch of dirty blue jeans and it's kind of my t-shirts, image th- yours, there's a 10 percent of it that it certainly will fit that image these yeah. are guys that look like they were just turning wrenches down in the pits yep and then they came up to watch their buddy race yep there's also going to be 10 percent of the audience that looks like what you might show up looking like they're going to be wearing polos and white shoes and and you know golf shorts and they're going to look, don't wear white shoes they're going to, yeah the right worst right thing to do. They're, they're going to look uh, kind of out of place yeah then the 80 percent of the people are just going to look normal <laughs> they're just going to be i mean they're, it's going to look like just the nor- well you got normal. your white shoes on it'd be like if me landing and kk walked in the door right now yeah i mean okay yeah so right. just just dress normal well get us a date <laughs> get us but a date ross like if you go to an icubs game if you have a cup, you know, if you have a cup shirt or you wear a lot yeah, of Cubs gear, you, you wear a cup shirt. You see people at iCubs games sometimes. It's, but it's, it's the, the same, same thing. type of thing. Like, right. you're going to see a little bit of everything. When, uh, how long do the races go? Like, what's the end of the season for racing? Oh. Well, nationals are usually in August, yeah. and then there's a couple weeks off, and then there's late model nationals. What about, like, October? Do we have anything in the October? The only thing no. that would be close September is the late model nationals. September's and I don't the even last. know if they're doing those this year. Because KK is, uh, she's going to have a baby. So she's going to yeah. be out for a little while. So Yeah, but yeah, Travis this. ain't. Travis ain't. Yeah, Travis won't. <laughs> go. He likely wouldn't really want to go without me. He's not a huge race fan. We what? won a few times, but we usually sit in the suite what? when we go. Did Travis does want to hang out with us? Come on, man. I mean, in Knoxville, no. Oh, I mean, not. he gets to hang out with his in-laws. In-laws and Ross and me? That Ooh, sounds pretty I damn good. Idea. We can go, well, I don't know what the race schedule is like. I know it's a little bit different right now, but we can leave the kids at my parents' house. Oh, so we can all go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give me some drinks consumed that Listen, night. Anytime somebody's talking about leaving the kids, does sign the, me up. Does the dingus serve <laughs> milk? That's what I need to know. Mm, I don't know <laughs> if you'd want to drink their milk. <laughs> I've heard enough stories about the dingus to know. Fun place. What's your time? All right, Ross, so your project is to find a date of a race. I'm going to do that. I'm, go. I'm on it, man. KK, your job is to get your babysitters lined up over there. And, late, uh, late August, Ross. Late like August. The latest or the okay. early September. We want some good yeah. eatings, too. They don't have to feed us. I just want to see where you come from. Oh my gosh. I think it will explain a lot. So, 
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Another episode of Jump the Shark is in the books. Ross and I hope you had fun with us and we made your week a little better. If you love the show, you can help the show. Please subscribe to us wherever it is you listen to your podcast. You can also show some love by telling others about Charterhouse Real Estate. We have made it easy for you to talk about us by charging sellers a lot less commission. They will thank you for giving them our name. We truly appreciate your support and we will talk to you next week.